Hey, listeners, it's been a while. Um, <clears throat> had this really bad on and off laryngitis, which you can probably still hear. Um, ever since the, the cervical spine fusion in the front. Anyway, um, apologies in advance here that, that this one is not going to be very amusing or lighthearted. Um, if you can't tell by the title, the shut up and dribble. This is my own personal being told to shut up and dribble. Um, and I've had enough and I'm not going to be quiet anymore. That's it. Um, so I'm going to try to keep this to a controlled rant. Um, okay. So how do I know basketball? I probably touched on this in, in a prior episode. I think it was called peace, love and basketball. When, when there was still peace and love involved, which there still is with my New York Knicks, but that's for a certain audience only. Um, I have two nephews that play. That's been mentioned in a prior episode. And right now they're playing for a program that the coaching staff is basically driving so fast, circling the drain down into the sewer that I'm sick. Like, like seriously, like sick. Like I, I, I started having trouble sleeping again. I kicked that, kicked it completely, kind of in September, and I had to taper off a sedative. My doctor had me on for a long time in October. Now I'm taking a mini dose of it again the nights of these games, okay? So yeah, I'll, I'll leave the games angry as a hornet, and by the time I kind of get showered and try to chill out, even watching a movie on Netflix or whatever, I just start crying, Okay, and not just for my nephews. Let me be clear about that. There, are, it has become now a number of other players too. These kids are high school and junior high. That that I just am emotional about, and, and have literally found myself crying about them. Um, even though they're, I don't see them crying. I don't know what happens when they go home. Um, not sure where to start here. Do, do, do I start? With the older grades, the lower grades. Let's start with the lower grades because there's a main issue there. Um, this was in junior high, and um, I worked this summer um, with my with my dad and my nephew. That's just in seventh grade, and um, a number of the times at the open gym that was like ninety degrees in there um, when it was ninety seven outside. Um, a couple of his teammates showed up and worked really hard. Every single one of them. Truly, never any back talk, never any disgruntledness, nothing. Just like grateful. Okay. Well, ran out of coaches. Nobody wants to come coach for one of the highest paid school districts from top to bottom in the entire state of Pennsylvania. So let's appoint someone who's never coached in his life, never played as a point guard, even as a player, or or a shooting guard or, or guard, period, where you have more typically awareness of, of the floor, unless you're a superstar from Eastern Europe where you're taught all the positions as a kid. Um, yeah, there's 15 kids they put on the seventh grade team, Okay. I'm not sure whose decision that is. Doesn't matter. Why do only six play a lot of the games? In the seventh grade, that's when you're getting experience in learning. There's no big trophies or, or, or the, the, the rookie of the year or, or, or anything being given out at the end. That's where you're learning. So you, so you rotate them. 
I mean, for, for better or worse. I mean, I mean, if it's that bad or if, they're, or if they're, you tell them don't do something and they do it twice, yeah, then you bench them back. But why are only six kids playing and some of them who come to the practices and work and sweat play for two minutes at most and sit back down? And several of these are not just my nephew, kids I did work with in the summer. I know how hard they work and I know their capabilities. Well, this gets worse because at the last game, which was an away game, okay, so just for people that don't know, uh, parents, family members tend to turn out in bigger numbers for the younger kids nowadays, it seems, or, or at least the schools I'm around, than the high school kids, you know, the reasons behind that I'm not going to analyze right now because I'm not even sure about it. I spent 20 years in New York. I would walk streets and the sun's going down, going way down, as in it's pretty dark. And I see 12 and 13-year-olds still out on a blacktop playground, no frills at all, shooting at a rim that doesn't even have a net. 12 and 13 years old. And we wonder how they get so good. Well, guess what? When you turn the lights on and attach a net to it, for heaven's sake, they're playing one-on-one against each other, two-on-two. A lot of times on their own, most of the times on their own, okay? So if you're wondering where I get fired up and angered, I'm like, no, I've seen what what kids that age can do. I've seen the ones that work hard. And, And there's some ones I'm referring to now locally here that I've watched work hard this past summer. In the heat, even though it was indoors, okay? And they sit the bench or they play for a minute or two. There's no favoritism? Come on. Come on. Well, again, back to this most recent game, okay? Fourth quarter, towards the end of the fourth quarter, kid, that's one of the big kids, throws a ball away. I mean, it is seventh grade, kind of a close game, like seriously. Now... Prior to that, the same usuals that are always out there no matter what, for whatever reason. I saw them throw balls away repeatedly, okay? They stayed in the game, came out for a minute maybe. Calls a timeout, okay? And I watched this coach, this six-foot-four big kid, because he's only 21 or something, shove one of the seventh graders, towards the end of the bench, blatantly. Now, maybe a lot of people didn't catch that because who's really looking at that? And, you know, I'm telling a few people the story, and they're like, well, maybe he said something. Okay, well, first of all, if he did, he wasn't up in the coach's face doing it because I saw this whole thing. Okay, he didn't lunge toward him, make a move, anything like that, point or anything. And if he said something that bad, that, okay, when a timeout's called, one of the officials, at least, walks straight to the score table because he's got to establish who called the timeout. Do they have enough timeouts left? Blah, blah, blah. If something was that bad, and these were good officials on the game, I give them kudos, they would have said something or done something, okay? Shoving a kid in seventh, a 21-year-old, six-foot-four for a basketball player, shoving a 13-year-old, is just wrong no matter how you shake it. In the NBA, if that would have happened, and they're getting paid millions, okay, there would someone would have been thrown out of that game, okay? So I messaged my cousin, who is a junior high teacher, 
and, and told her the story and said, who can I report this to? What can I do? And her answer to me was, you know, I wish I had more insight for you, but a lot of these positions are so politically driven, it's going to go on deaf ears. I don't know who to tell you to report it to. So I just feel helpless and, and want to do something more about it. And, and, and nobody's going to care. I'm like, how can you not care? And, and the kids sat at the end of the bench and, and, and my sweet nephew went and sat beside him. He wasn't sitting alone for the last couple minutes of the game there. I mean, I don't care if he did say something that, that was very unkind. He's still a seventh grader for the love of God. He's not an adult that really does know better. A seventh grader gets that frustrated. Kid, little kid, not little, but young kids say all kinds of things they don't mean. They don't even know they don't mean it. Okay, you've got to let that go or correct them and let it go. You don't shove them. At the worst, you point real hard to the end of the bench and tell them go sit there. You don't shove him. Oh, my Lord. I, I said I'd keep this in a controlled rant. How can I with that? All right, let's just jump to the high school, okay? I've got a nephew playing there. He, he plays varsity for a minute if they're winning by 25. And he's not the only one, okay? They're going to blame it on his size because he's not tall. But you know what? Neither is Jalen Brunson. He, he's short as can be for the NBA, all right? And he's putting up numbers He's third in the league, not just the Eastern Conference, in points average, okay? 6'4", Josh Hart is a guard, third in the Eastern Conference for rebound percentage for guards. I mean, I, okay, so, so, so I know about height disadvantages, and that that doesn't stop you if you play hard. And my nephews play hard. Both of them are the fastest runners on the teams, okay, with or without the ball. They both play incredible defense, especially the one in high school. He, he, he could be lethal because he gets so low, like, how do you get around him? And he doesn't reach, so he's not going to get stupid fouls called on him. Okay, he was ignored completely ignored for two years. This year, a new guy comes on the scene and he plays them about half the game, okay? He goes back to being a nephew of one of my dad's assistant coaches when my dad was early in the years when he first started winning a WPIL title. And that uncle of his was top notch, top of the line. Probably my dad's favorite assistant coach in his entire 30-some, 35 years of coaching, Okay. So whatever, I'm not going to blame him because he's an assistant and he's the JV coach. Maybe he's being told certain things, okay? Like don't play the watch go kid. Enough's enough. But, but you know what? He takes, it, my nephew takes it much better than me. Like he, he doesn't let it put him into such a slump that, that, that he's shuffling through life. No, academically he is above like even my thought process, okay? And I have a formal education and had a job that I really had to think fast as an ER nurse. He blows my mind sometimes how intelligent he is. So grandfather of, of a player that plays most of the time and has known my family for a long time said something really nice to me about two games ago. And he goes, and he said, Christine, he said, your nephew, he said, his future is so much bigger than this game. 
He is so smart. He, he, he's going to be like a, a physician that, that, that does something really remarkable to save lives or, or something like an engineer or, or, or someone that, that creates something that, that helps like a lot of public lives. Like that's his future. Don't, don't let this upset you. You know what I mean? But it's hard. It's hard. He's still a kid. If you're a minor, you're still a kid, you know? Well, it, it, I don't know if it's guilty by association. It's certainly starting to look like it. But now there's some other players that started in third or fourth grade with that particular nephew that are sitting, sitting, sitting the bench too. One of them does not have a high disadvantage. Not only that, he's a strong kid, okay? Kind of a perfect size for basketball as far as my New York Knicks would go. And ace rebounder on the high school level. He's lucky if he gets one minute a game, if at all. Okay? He started last year. He wasn't injured. He, he, he's, a, he's a good kid. He's a polite kid. Uh, he plays baseball too. He plays catcher. He's very good at it. So the, the, this is a, an athlete who, who is, is not just good at doing one thing. Okay, why is why, why is he why can't he play? Another kid on the team, he's a senior. I I didn't know him, but I find out because it gets published. He gets picked all state, all state for soccer. Now, what does that come with? If anybody follows soccer, or if I have any European friends listening to this, that's an automatic great footwork and endurance. Okay, just automatic and he can play defense without it the reach-ins like like the most of them do because that's what comes with soccer and I'll steal from the famous Walt Clyde Frazier if you've ever known anything about basketball when the Knicks won a couple NBA championships he was the point guard he had a guard pistol Pete Berovich back in the day okay and he preaches, you play defense with your feet, not your hands. Unless you're the big man and you go up straight vertical with the hands, that's okay. Hands up is different than reaching in, okay? This kid's an ace rebounder, all right? He, he, he's always aware of where the ball is. The other one, the soccer player, he is, he's so fast and he does not get fatigued like any of the other players. No insult to them, but his big game is he runs and runs and runs and runs. So, of course, he can run a 94-foot court. Soccer field's longer than that. He sits. He played one game because it was senior night. Played great. Okay? But I guess he's not on the favorites list or being paid off list. Okay, this coach needs to go. This, I, I want to get 10 people from, from that are New Yorkers, big New York Knicks fans. Man, they're tough. They want Coach Thibodeau, we call him Tibbs. They want him fired right now. I don't even know what for. They say they don't, they don't like what he's doing with the bench. Okay, I do know that Tibbs is, is rotating nine guys through every game. I, I mean, I don't know how many more you want than that. I mean, that, that are getting good minutes, but... That, that's how tough New York is. There, there's a re- retired NBA players that will say, yeah, the Garden really was tougher than any place else to play. And here's why. It was Reggie Miller who held the first um, record for three points made in a career. 
He said, when you'd play there, he said, you'd be going down the ramp to the locker room. There'd be 12-year-olds leaning over the rails, like yelling things at you. He says, and here was the scary part. They knew what they were talking about. New York is basketball country, man. See, in Pittsburgh here, I get all kinds of abuse. And, and I just get shut down and say, this is a football town. Well, good for you. I'm glad it is. Congratulations, Pittsburgh. Hey, to each his own. But we're playing basketball in this town, okay? So let's up it a level. I want to bring 10 guys from New York who want Tibbs fired. Let them watch this coaching staff. For heaven's sakes, they'll throw one of the, the, the black hoodie things overhead and drag them out of there and then say, you are never coming back. You can't mess with kids. Not unless they're bad kids, like, like getting waving guns like Ja Morant. Everybody should know that name if you watch ESPN ever for anything. It doesn't have to be basketball, okay? They're not doing stuff like that. They're not getting in trouble at school. I mean, maybe one of them I don't know about or something, but not the ones I'm referring to here in this. They're sitting the bench for completely unknown reasons. In other words, they're being told not shut up and dribble, shut up and sit the bench. That's not acceptable, one kid decided to quit along with the agreement of his parents, who I've watched learn to play since he was in the third grade. Quit this year. That's a loss. He's a good player. Okay? Another one at game, a couple games ago, father got so frustrated, he's sitting on the bench. He started last year. Mother's getting a little hysterical. He says, I, 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 he says, I want to pull him out. Just let him play baseball. That stinks, y'all. Okay? That, that's just bad. Looks bad for the school. Do they think the other schools don't notice this? Because they do. People are nosy. We have social media. It's got to stop. It seriously has got to stop. Get them out of there and take anybody who's his crony with them. Take them out now. We'll find somebody to sub in the last few games. That goes for the junior high level and the high school. Don't treat kids like that. Not kids that work hard, show up for every practice, play more than one sport. Okay? When my, when my dad was at a small school, he goes to two. When he was at the smaller school, he took anybody who was interested and show up to practice. That didn't mean they were going to start and play the whole game, but they were valued in practice. They were valued just as a member member of the team. That never changed with him. And, and, and he, he's, he was like kind of mean and, and ferocious back in the day. But, but that didn't change what the statement I just made prior to that. They were not ignored ever. Always included. And if it was appropriate to put him in for a while, he would. Because there are many times they were blowing out people 100 to 39, okay? And he put the subs in 10 minutes prior to that on the game clock. Before three-point line, by the way. So what do I do? What do I do? I mean, if I was still working in New York and was here visiting and saw the shoving incident at the junior high game, no, it wasn't my nephew, but if I saw that, I'm considered 
by the state of New York with the, when I had the license there, a mandated reporter, even if you have suspicion of something of a kid being abused. Because if you're, if you're not afraid to shove a kid in front of a bunch of spectators, especially of the opposition, okay, the opposing team, who are you shoving in practice? Is it the kid that showed up this summer, not, not my nephew, that showed up this summer and played hard with my dad riding his rear end? harder, harder, more and more, okay, that, that's all of a sudden so timid and he's a good player and he's strong. Is he shoving him? Because none of us see that. And the kids aren't going to tell. They like playing ball. They don't want off the team. My God. So help me out here if you hear this. Tell me what to do. I only know what to do in New York, but I'm not in New York, Okay. I mean, my cousin's right. A lot of these positions are so politically linked. Who the hell do you tell? The WPIL or the, the, the State Athletic Association? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea what the Pennsylvania rules are. Someone get back to me. But I'll continue to go to the games. And yeah, I yell stuff. Never an insult, ever. It's always encouragement. Always encouragement. You know, like, come on, tighten up on the D. Don't reach. Like, get back up with it. Those, those are the things I yell. Apparently that's offensive to this coach and his cronies. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Nothing I ever witnessed growing up watching my dad. Nothing I ever witnessed in New York, which was a haven. I used to go to Mount Vernon High School basketball games. They're perennial powers were good every year because I worked in Westchester for a couple years. One of the ortho surgeons says, you got to come see this if you like basketball. Man, they were good. I mean, these North Jersey kids, my Lord, I watched from that level all the way to the NBA level, not to mention all the Big East tournaments, the ACC tournaments I went to or or, or holiday tournaments at the Barclays in the garden. Come on. I've watched a lot of basketball in person at all different levels. I have awareness. Well, thank you if you listened this far because my quiet rant was not quiet. But but I'm upset. I'm losing sleep here. I don't know what to do. So anyone who's a social worker or or knows one and, and can tell me what avenue to go down, please tell me. Please message me and tell me how to do the right thing here along the right lines. Take care, y'all. Enjoy some better basketball. If you love basketball, don't miss a Knicks game. They're amazing. I say that because it's been 11 years since they were this good. They were good last year, but they're even better now. And um, I've never seen kids play so hard. And I think that's what has me going. Because I'm watching my nephews and a couple of their friends that they've played with since the third grade play that hard. And I know the potential if you play those kids instead of your pet pal favorites. Brooklyn Flea signing out. Nick speed Brooklyn, by the way, the other day. <laughs>